and we are live. Hey, that's a familiar voice. Who is that? It's me. Um, yeah, guys, welcome back. It's this the tough cut. I just want to take a moment before anything else and get a little, little serious and say just a shout out, thank you, uh, to Alex and Matt for holding it down. Uh, while uh, I was displaced because of Hurricane Ida. And also on that note, um, we still have our link up for anyone who is able and willing to donate to any of those causes and more for helping with the relief of Hurricane Ida. It was not just, you know, big cities like New Orleans that were hit. Like this thing went all the way up to New York and small cities around and they're still without power. So while I'm fortunate enough to be able to be back in my space and I'm safe and all well, a lot of people were affected. Um, so I just want to say one thing again, Alex and Matt, they were super supportive um, and a bunch of other friends and all that. And yeah, if you guys can at all donate, there's a link on both of our social medias at Tough Cut Pod to help with the relief of Hurricane Ida. Um, on that on that note, yeah, thank you. You guys were so funny for these last couple bonus episodes. <laughs> and uh, I just got to thank you for not replacing me mid-season like Ashton Kutcher or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Jake, I hate to tell you, we tried Ashton Kutcher. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was going free. to, he was slated yeah. to come on. Uh, no, he was going to, he was going to. And then uh, last minute his, his travel uh, got canceled. Well, this makes yeah. it and the he didn't second time studio, in my so. life. I have to say, thank you for being busy. Ashton Kutcher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, the weirdest thing was he did request to be uncredited though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's our secret executive producer uh if if y'all didn't know but yeah no just a sincere shout out to shout it out and just you know for anyone else link in our bio but yeah let's let's introduce the show and get it started hello let's and do it. welcome back we're all here this is the tough cut podcast i'm matthew i'm alex and i'm jake and i'm Ashton kutcher ho <laughs> ho Wait, that's not. Ignore that. Ashton. <laughs> Ashton. Ashton, get back in your cage. Oh, oh, oh so, I'm married to be Lacunas. Anyway. Uh. Today, <laughs> finally, we have Team Up Bracket Episode 1 coming yes. at you. We've got Ghostbusters versus Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then in the second half of the episode, we've got Fast Five versus the A Team. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Since this is an episode, do, do we usually tell people what what we're all about on this one? Oh yeah, we just trust our. We're just so excited to be back, guys. <laughs> we're jonesing <laughs> on all the juice. If you've never listened to us before, uh, we are the Tough Cut Podcast. We make brackets and rank some movies. Um, we do two matchups, and then. Next episode, we'll have two more matchups, and then those ones will go together in semifinals, and then we'll have a finals, and then that'll be a whole fun thing. Uh, this bracket is our team bracket. Weird shit. Weird themes. Yeah, we some 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 weird ones. Uh, we had an all Nicolas Cage bracket. That was pretty fun. That's um, a good one. This bracket, though, is our team-up bracket. So movies with teams in them. Teams coming together. Teams falling apart. Um, spoilers spoilers we'll be spoiling these movies so hardcore spoil 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 and other movies we've done it before we'll do it again definitely definitely we'll spoil other movies it happens every time and we <laughs> didn't warn people about it early in the podcast and now we definitely should we got hate mail and some of it was pretty saucy yeah it was a combination of hate mail and fanfic yeah um, it, <laughs> oh uh, it was very oh. smutty 
Very <laughs> smutty. Anyway, this is the <laughs> Tough Cup podcast. With that, do we want to jump into our first matchup? Yeah, let's do it. Jake, you want to go ahead and introduce Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah. Welcome back, my friend. I'm excited. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. This is directed by Peter Jackson, 2001. Uh, It's adapted from the famous epic fantasy adventure from J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, It's a young hobbit named Frodo Baggins, inherits the one ring to rule them all from his elderly cousin Bilbo. Uh, this puts him on a quest to destroy the ring, thwart his creators, you know, the eye of Sauron and Sauron's essence. And Frodo recruits the help of a wizard, an elf, a dwarf, a would-be king, some hobbits, and, uh, Sean Bean. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how long Sean Bean will be in the story for. Uh, Uh, yeah. Well, it depends. Um, Did you watch the regular or the extended edition? Hey, 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 hey. I've seen I've seen the extended. I, I've seen the extended, I do promise. Um, I picked this movie because for the longest time, like I never was into Game of Thrones. Like I I and that's surprising. Like I never did all that stuff. Um I recently watched The Green Knight and like those epics and like those fantasy or whatever, they're really cool. Um and a lot of people in my life, either creatively that I look up to, like Stephen Colbert, fun fact, like he fucking is obsessed with this stuff or just in general, like they love this. And it's like such a tool of like writing and cinema and stuff. It's like one of the few fantasy films to win Oscars, like best picture. Like, I just think it's a great uh, piece of film. And I really, it's so many memes come out of this movie just alone. (laughs) And it's a great time. So I hope you guys like it. I mean, you you sat through the extended version, so I'm hoping you liked it. So we'll see. What do you guys think, Alex? Yeah. Fun fact, Jake watched the regular version, yeah. uh, which is a long movie in its own right. Matt and I both watched the four-hour extended cuts, <laughs> yeah. um, which I just think is very funny that you I pitched did. it and we watched the I long didn't version. have time. I was, so, I was moving around. That's I, I emotionally <laughs> and legally had to watch the extended edition because on the other side of this bracket, I pitched Seven Samurai, yes. which is yes. also very long. <laughs> yes. um, so it was my way of saying, I didn't pitch the longest movie. Jake did. <laughs> I can't wait to pitch Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, in a future bracket. Jesus. I adore this movie um i didn't see these uh this franchise for a long time i saw them mm-hmm. when i was pretty old um interesting like in high school yeah the first i didn't time. know that uh and they're so up my alley they're so good uh and it got to the it's gotten to the point though where i've seen the extended editions so many times <laughs> where i watch the regular version and like i feel like stuff is missing like i miss right. certain scenes and i remember scenes that are gone uh, so I kind of feel like I should have watched the regular one because I don't know. It's hard to like, it's a conversation we'll have to have of like, is this movie as good in its regular form as it is in the extended form? Cause I think the extended edition is what gives all of the good, like really good character development and character moments that you need for a lot right. of people on the team. Um, but I adore this movie. I think this whole series, uh, is so good. Yeah. But Matthew, what do you think? Completely and totally unsurprisingly, I love The Lord of the Rings. Hell yeah. Um, I've seen all the movies multiple times. I watched them when I was a kid repeatedly. I've read the books. Um, I have not delved uh, too deep into the Silmarillion. That's a Mm. little, a little, 
a little too much to read a history textbook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it would be up your alley. I mean, I feel like it we probably would, all... would be. Can I just make one educated guess before you continue? Go for it. <laughs> you fuck with the elves the most, right? Um, they're they're hot know. people for hot sake. You know, you know what I mean? They're just um, hot people. They are hot people. I agree with that. Um, I, it, it, it is, it's a little more nuanced than that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. That was just my guess. But the, please it's continue. such a beautiful, such a well-crafted world. Um, and a, I don't know, leave it in, cut it out. But, um, I, I am a well and seasoned, uh, dungeons and dragons, dungeon master running a campaign for a couple of years now and rewatching this movie makes me realize <laughs> how much of all fantasy is literally yes. just ripped from the the yes. paws of of Tolkien himself? Tolkien, I don't know which one's technically the more correct pronunciation. People, yeah, I don't know. I, I've we'll say both. We'll say famously both heard Tolkien, um, but you know, whatever. Works. Um, and literally, how much of my own setting is so deeply rooted in everything that that Tolkien created and what Peter Jackson allowed me to to see and get into when i was so young um i love this movie there, so there excited is for us to nerd no out, way but around it there is another f- film on the other side so take a it contender. away contender yes on the other side of this matchup we've got ghostbusters released in 1984 directed by ivan reitman um, after losing their cushy funding and academic professorships at a prestigious <laughs> university, three parapsychologists, Dr. Peter Venkman, played by Bill Murray, Dr. Ray Stance, played by Dan Aykroyd, and Dr. Egon Spangler, played by Harold Ramis, decide to open a business together. But not just any business. It's a ghost hunting business. <laughs> um, antics ensue <laughs> as they bust ghosts around the city of New York. Um, all the while, cellist Dana Barrett... Um, played by Sigourney Weaver, does oh so well, um, deals with a powerful demonic entity, um, Old God, I believe more accurately, named Gozer. Uh, Thus, the Ghostbusters must save the city, defeat Gozer, and deal with the EPA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Environmental Protection Agency for those following at home. Yes, and for our non-American listeners. That's a plot in the movie that I totally missed when I was totally, a kid watching totally Ghostbusters. Missed. Like, that part just totally goes <laughs> over my head. Uh, and it's it's such a funny <laughs> like spin on this story that I had no idea was even there. Yeah, so um, why I picked Ghostbusters, um, I think there's two kind of pieces. One, I think there is such a fantastic team dynamic between our three sort of primary ghostbusters um they play what i believe are fairly well defined roles in members in this team um which i think is super super cool also there's this element of opening a business is like truly what this story is centrally about at least from like (laughs) early interviews and things when they talk about this movie um and writing it it was they wanted to tell the story of people opening a business together um and that is like a a very special take on a team of people um, that I don't think we get in many other venues. Um, I also have a super, I mean, I have a close personal connection. I've, you know, loved this movie you, since I was a kid. He busted ghosts when he was a child. <gasps> oh my God, we said the same thing. Oh my God, we're back, oh guys. Gosh, we're back. Oh my gosh. I was, was back. deep in the throes of <laughs> ghost busting as a kid. 
Um, wishing, I don't like that sentence. I'll say it. But <laughs> wishing I I was born. Um, hey, don't kink shame him. Busting makes him feel good. Busting Hell yeah! All right, we made the perfect dun, joke. Let's dun, let's stop dun, here. I'm ready to. Yeah, uh, I, ready I to, think we this can is the vote. end of the tough cut podcast. podcast. Say, Jake, welcome back. We're done now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jake, what do you think about this one? And so I've been chosen, uh, <laughs> dude. I mean, such a fond, <laughs> fond memory of of Ghostbusters, like growing up. Like it's you know, famously, guys. I love spooky shit. We all know that by now. Um, especially if it's funny, spooky shit. You know, play with the genre a little bit. Uh, and yeah, it's fun. I <laughs> we'll get into it during it, but I watched this. You know, it was on like Amazon Prime or whatever, right? And I couldn't help but keep looking at the fun facts that they give you on the left side. This movie <laughs> had a fuck ton of them, and I will reveal all as we go on because they're funny as hell. I can't wait for that. Um, but That's yeah, great. no, I, I, I generally, my mom, um, it's a fun childhood story. My mom, for like Halloween, she would make like a spooky playlist, but they'd never be like actually spooky songs. They'd be like the Ghostbusters theme song and like Harry Potter theme. <laughs> and she would play it for the kids on a loop on a CD player for like when they went to pick That's our candy at our so house. So cute. Um, and this great. was like, the, this is how I was introduced to that movie. Cause I was like, mom, what's that busting song? And <laughs> uh <laughs> i watched the movie and i i like yeah it was great um so yeah that's 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 my how about you alex what do you think yeah i i remember when i was a kid i liked this movie uh and i like didn't have a very strong connection to it and i don't think i really do now my strongest connection to ghostbusters currently is uh, a fan-made song called bustin makes me feel good uh, and it's like loops of the Ghostbusters song, but it's cut up. And there's a part where it's like an invisible man sleeping in your bed. Ow! Uh, and there are just some great parts. Um, I love that. Uh, but it was good. It was a great rewatch. I think it's very interesting to like hear you, Matt, talking about how like the primary focus for them writing the movie was talking about starting a business. Because that's something that like growing up watching this movie, I really didn't get at all which is like of course i was a kid i have no context for like what it means to start a business but um and i didn't get that necessarily in my rewatch recently but you talking about it like that it makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. that like they writing a movie about starting a business would be this of course totally (laughs) ridiculous business that uh like takes on its whole like a whole life of its own a whole afterlife of its own Huh? Oh, ghosts! We, we're we're plugging Paul Rudd for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a movie that will come out, um, and maybe it'll be good. I hope it's good. I, I like think Paul it, Rudd. It'll be good because Paul Rudd's just charming. You know what I mean? He's just charming. Little kid Stranger, from yeah. Stranger Things is going to be in it. And yeah. I generally I like Finn yeah, Wolfhard. I think he's pretty good. You know, yeah. he was really bad in that one horror movie, um, but you know, it's what it is. Oh uh, yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about it. He's really stinky. <laughs> anyway it was um, stinky well, yeah, I, I like i like <laughs> watching ghostbusters uh i think it it obviously has some dated issues in it for uh, sure yeah, yeah yeah but trying to decide if i want to tell this story or not maybe i'll tell it and when I, I i'll decide if i want to cut it out or not Go for it. Um, okay. my first uh i have a strange relationship with ghostbusters because my first sexual experience was watching this movie <laughs> um, and hold the fuck it's on it's worse than you think oh, it's no. worse than you think because this 
when I say sexual experience, I do not mean with another person. A ghost jerked you off. This movie was my sexual awakening. Oh, you know what? Um, I get it. The Stay Puff Man's really high. And <laughs> no, I actually know exactly uh, where you're going with this, and uh, I'm on a similar page. Yeah, and <laughs> it's such a strange. I feel like most it's, people can't say that about this movie. <laughs> um, so I have, and it's like partially a point of shame and partially a point so of was pride. It like weird, yeah. <laughs> One, I love you so much. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable <laughs> with us. If this does or does not make it, no matter what, I'm so glad I know this about you. Two, I revealed uh-huh. that Jessica Rabbit was one of mine. So, you know, that's as true. Far as, I guess I'll leave it in then. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we got him, boys. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Bustin makes me feel good. I I had to. I'm sorry. Someone had to. I had to. It was it was it was legally obligated at that uh, point. Come on, guys. Come on. We're three dudes talking about Ghostbusters. Come on. Let's, three dudes let's, let's, talking let's... about Bustin. Um, makes me. Yeah. Before we get into a real comparison as well, because I do have some. Um, I feel like I got to point out some of these fun facts, and I'll do them intermittently. Okay. Uh, but. The Sweet. very first thing in this film shows you on Amazon on the trivia facts is a continuity area where in the library, like you could just see the whole crew. Wait. And like there's a <laughs> there are a bunch of those. Actually, I counted 12 different instances where you could just see camera equipment and stuff. And one, some hater ass energy <laughs> when the opening credits, they literally like first things like, did you know this is wrong? And like hater ass energy. But also it's so fucking funny. Cause like now, like my, like I found them almost before looking at like after That's that, so it was just a bunch of equipment and crew and it's pretty it's pretty great. Um, so that's my first, that's first hilarious. Jake fun fact that I learned about Ghostbusters. <laughs> so the that's a great <laughs> fun fact. Um, however, the thing I want to open up our conversation with favorite member of the team for each of these favorite Ghostbuster, yeah. favorite member of the fellowship. Where are we going? What are you mm. thinking? How are you feeling? OK, oh, that's tough. I think I, I think I know mine is this favorite member of Okay, so it's not favorite character in the movie. It's favorite member of the of team. The team. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically in this movie. So like for Lord of the Rings, I my reasoning for why I like the character can't be from later movies. Um, Theoretically. I feel like that's allowed. You know what yeah, I mean? It just, yeah, I think that's okay. okay. Because like it's our just favorite team. Whatever, we'll talk about it. If, obviously, it's not like. Yeah, just don't pick someone who's not in the team at this point. You know? Right, right. I think for Ghostbusters favorite team member and i don't know maybe this is a little cheat but um their secretary janine okay i think it's just a very funny character yes um and like she doesn't get a ton of attention in the movie but like the moments she has the way she like functions in their team is very funny something i also love is her dynamic with egon um, in this movie, yes. there are so many like, oh, so what do you like to do for fun? He's like, I collect spores, molds and fungus. <laughs> it's just the 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 deliver the line delivery, the writing. It is just so funny. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. What about you, Jake? So um, 
fun fact part two, because as they pop up with things you say, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> two things. One, Christopher Walken was almost Egon. What? Mm. That's wild. That was one of the things. Christopher Walken was almost Egon. That I was like a whole Harold thing. Ramis. Yeah. I like Harold Ramis too. Um, but also, Egon and the receptionist did have a love plot, and they hint about it like a lot, and it was cut from the script ultimately. Interesting. But they did have certain things, and they would hit certain things. Like that one scene where Egon was uh, sitting at the, the desk. desk. Yeah. And he pops up. They're trying to imply that. That's at least what Amazon Fun Facts oh, said. For my sure. man was yeah. My man was diving in that. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. Oh God, I really don't want oh, to, um, but I will for you. <laughs> Actually, I'm just gonna beep out what you say so that way we can leave it in. <laughs> oh my God. Sure. Well, well, yeah, whatever so works. Funny. I mean, it's not yeah. the most vulgar thing i've said but <laughs> right i don't know Busted makes me feel good anyway um my favorite is egon uh egon's great yeah that, that's it's hard because like bill murray is charismatic but i also kind of hate him when i, I rewatch this film i was like you're kind of uncomfortable he is my, my least favorite person in the whole movie <laughs> yeah i i th- i think some of that is intentional um, cause he clearly right. does things that are like not okay and not cool. And that's not just from a perspective of like continually harassing right, someone right. you're sexually interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. the opening scene where he is testing the two students and he keeps shocking yeah. the guy, no matter what he says, like he is a through and through like an actual asshole. But then they heroize him. Yeah. Him, I, it's weird. I just like, don't get, they like play with him being this like charismatic character but i just think he's so uncharismatic if that makes sense like i just don't vibe with him yeah i agree and i just think they i think they want him to be because it's bill murray and so like you want to like because it's bill fucking murray you want to like him yeah but like i don't know it was weird yeah um matt what who is your favorite sorry what's your favorite on the team um i think my favorite um it's a bit in movie, out of movie, but uh, Ray, um, Dan Aykroyd. Mm. Um, I think yeah. the the additional wrinkle of how literally insane Dan Aykroyd is as a human being, um, yes. and his just go look at the ads he's made for Crystal Skull vodka. It's a transcendental mm-hmm. experience, <laughs> um, and it's steeped so heavily in his identity of ghost busting. Um, that'll be ad part two. <laughs> That's really that'll funny. Be, yeah. Uh, yes. If we ever do another ad uh, tier list or bracket, the Crystal Skull Dan Aykroyd ad will be in it. <laughs> yeah. But um, who then, Matt? Who's your favorite team member in Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it's. There's so many. I love so many of the members of the Fellowship. Um, yes. So I'm going to cop out and say two, if that's okay. It's a big group. Sure. I feel like I know which two you're going to say. Only if you make them kiss. They have to kiss. I'm interested what two you think I'm going to say. First one, I think, is the obvious one. Everyone would expect me to pick this. But but one Strider, Aragorn, fated to be king of man. Love that. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, that's you. Uh, Also, fuck, I love that actor. Viggo Mortensen. My boy Viggo. Viggo, yeah. Viggo Does a great job. He probably does. Um, And then the second one... This one, I think, will subvert expectations a little bit, maybe. But Samwise Gamgee. Of course it's Samwise Gamgee. Of course it's Samwise Gamgee, Matt. I I love Samwise so much. Um, I think 
that Sean Astin just plays Dad. plays the role so incredibly. Put the respect <sighs> on his name. He is Samwise yes. Gamgee. Yeah. Um, if he takes yes. one more step, <laughs> he will be the furthest he's ever been from the Shire. <laughs> yes. um, oh my God. There, How does he know that? That weirdo. There are so him. many just heartfelt, <laughs> incredible lines and moments, and they're just so well performed. Oh. <sighs> It's so funny at the end of that uh, end of the movie where like he's like trying to find them and they're playing the flutes like in the water. It I swear to God, I thought they were gonna start going near far where you are. It sounds exactly like the flute, and like I want them to kiss. That moment at the end of- I want most of the people in this movie to kiss. <laughs> I'll say that it. Moment at the end when Sam is like following him into the river and Frodo's like, I have to go on alone, Sam. Sam is like, Of course you are, Mr. Frodo, and I'm coming with you. Oh, it's it's, it's just oh. the devotion oh. is beautiful. Sam is my favorite character on the on the team. Um he's the best. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um for for me for me it's it's it is Samwise. It is Samwise Genji, but also Gandalf is so fucking hilarious in this movie. I forgot <laughs> how funny this motherfucker is. Uh the one fight scene with him and Christopher Lee and like uh Sauron. <laughs> it's I want to see that without any edits cuz that shit looked like two old men having the funnest time of their lives. <laughs> like so tossing funny. him around like a little wreck. So and then like moving like old sticks, it looks so fucking hilarious. And just like his lines and like I I love Ian McKellen in this role. It's it's great. It's so great. Um, These the, watching this movie, you said it earlier, like all the memes to come out of it. The entire time yes. I'm watching it, I just like see these moments and I'm like, oh, this is the uh like farthest I've ever uh, one more step and it's the farthest I've ever been from the Shire there's a cut of the movie it's that's every, like eight yeah. hours long because every <laughs> time step. he steps forward it plays that dialogue again yes. so every step is the farthest step like the scene of Gandalf just getting thrown trying to escape the doors from Saruman there's a video that's like five minutes of him just like trying like Saruman opening and closing doors and Gandalf like yes. trying to get in and out it's just there are so many good moments in this movie that I absolutely love that are made so much better by the internet. The memes are great. The memes are great. And there are from far more and better memes in Lord of the Rings than there are in Ghostbusters. Very true. Um, something <laughs> I I want to highlight just because I think it's so funny when they're in Rivendell. Um, they finally made it. There's this scene where Samwise is packing up all his stuff like he's like, OK, you know, like ready to go home. And it's just like, okay. And then you look down at the timestamp and there's two and a half hours left in the movie. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you're going home, friend. Um, no, it's actually too bad. So, it, it's just credits, dude. It's all the credits, credits are super long. Um, Deadass, it's 30 minutes of credits um, because they thank every foundational member of the Lord of the Rings fan club. Every single person is yep. listed at the, in the end credits of the film. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, we're half an hour into this episode and we haven't really compared these movies at all. Oh um, yeah. Actually I do have a comparison unless you have one. No, go ahead. Go for it. My guy. So with these two, I, I think they're both um, interesting picks with team dynamics. I, I think maybe they're both like, you know, you're an hour and a half into Lord of the Rings or however much in the extended. And then you get the team like forming or whatever. And like, that's like fine because yeah. like, it's also it's a story a of a whole team other coming together the- also. <laughs> team come together, but it's also a story of a team yeah. falling apart. Like they like separate at the end, like all this stuff. Like, and yeah. that's really interesting. It's almost like t- a two team movie 
And like, then you have the hobbits and they join together and then they fall apart and you're seeing how they work. Like, and then Gandalf gets bodied in a also the sacrifice, whatever. I mean, he comes back. <laughs> Whoa. Like, spoiler you know, for the second movie, Jake. What the heck? Spoilers. Hey, I said I was going to spoil other movies. They need to know I'm fucking serious. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like with Ghostbusters, I just felt, and, and I almost like knocked this, you know, when I was watching, I was like, Winston comes in and like, you don't really do much and he comes in like later. But if you're watching the original, like, or just the regular version of Lord of the Rings, yeah, like Gimli doesn't really do much either. Like, you know, like a lot of the characters, as Alex was saying before, they don't really do too much, but they still feel like a team. Like if Lord of the Rings feels warmer to me in team dynamics and how they like introduce, even though they are random, but Ghostbusters, I feel like they just shun Winston at the end. Like he was the level headed, like this is crazy. Right. But like, barely so and he was like I, introduced I, I, later i, th- I, I think there, so how do there are feel? two pieces going on with winston's introduction played by the fantastic right. ernie hudson i think so when, i think you ha- when you examine the movie through the lens of creating a business so the first role that winston fills is he is the kind he is the straight man in this scenario he is the mm-hmm. crazy stuff like what the heck are these weird science guys doing i'm just here for a paycheck which is like a way that everyone feels about their job you know it's just like like if you were on the cast of the office you'd be like fuck this shit man i'm just coming here to do my job every day i'm not i don't want to get up to the the crazy antics he literally goes to jail with them and i was like <laughs> what my man's invested um, so I think he he's serving this purpose as a straight man, but then also is this element of when you, your business grows past the capacity you can manage yourself, you need to hire new people, you need to expand your team. So he's never going to have that same like foundational status to the group, um, but still serves an important role in forwarding that story. I do think they could have done more with Winston as a character because he is essentially the straight man in a plot device yeah. of like hiring people into your business. Um, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit reductive um, to say he, he, they're not giving him much to do and that's harming the film. It's just not in the scope that they wanted. It would have been nice, but I don't think it was necessary. I don't know. I kind of agree with Jake in some sense. Uh, I, I just think it would have made it a better movie. I agree with you though, as well, that like Lord of the Rings, this movie, I was so glad you picked uh, a Lord of the Rings movie, but I don't know that Fellowship is the one that I would have picked. It's the one where they're all together as one team. But I also think you get team dynamics in the second and third one when they're like paired up uh, or like they're in groups of three or whatever. I, I think and rewatching it, I was trying to decide like, OK, is this the one that I would have picked? Is this the one where you get the most team stuff? And I think after rewatching it, I think you're probably right to have picked Fellowship. Um, Mm -hmm. especially watching the extended edition, like you see so much more of like the minds of Moria. So you get details about Gimli as a dwarf. You see the, the forest of Lothlorien. So you get stuff about Legolas as an elf, like you, and then there's the whole, you get much more of a relationship between Aragorn and Boromir and like the Mm -hmm. dynamic of like what it means that he's the (laughs) stu he's the family of the stewards of Gondor and Aragorn's the king. And so it, it like I you would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. Ugh. You get a lot, but it's in the extended edition is like what really makes it good. So I don't know. Right. I'm torn. Well, here's the thing. I, the reason why, like, I'm glad you brought it up because I also struggled. I knew a Lord of the Rings was like a fun one and a lot of different characters and they juggle them really well, which is awesome. But I really like the fellowship be- as a team movie because when you see them form, 
but you also see them fall apart. And like, this is how you see their beginnings. And I think it's a really interesting one to put in a team movie because they are better in other films. Like they are better in mm-hmm. two hours and like return of the King, but there's something really special about them finally coming together and then have to be pulled apart and then still be a good team. Like there's something really great about the foundations of the fellowship that I really enjoy. And again, you get them an hour into the movie. And so something I do think to credit of what Alex and you are getting at um, in terms of characterization of each member of the team, I do think Lord of the Rings, there's a lot more depth to it than there is in Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters, I don't think there's much of an arc for any of the characters. They don't necessarily change much over the course of the story. It is their like collective being that changes, not their individuals, um, which I think Lord of the Rings, you see a bit more of, hey, a team is composed of individual peoples and they have, you know, characterization and change from beginning to end. Since Samwise Gamgee, who is a loyal companion through and through. Hell yeah. <laughs> a, a perfect boy the whole time. Um, God, I love you, Sean. Should we? I know we like just got into the conversation, but I kind of feel like we should vote. I know we're we're probably doing one of these movies dirty, but we are. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I do. I do have another fun fact, and that may sway everything. This this may add what we need before we go into voting. OK, so, so you know how the lovely the lovely Rick Moranis is in this movie. Yes. Uh, Two fun facts. One so that party scene. So good in this movie. He insisted on having it one take and just improvising it. That whole like intro party <laughs> scene. It's all one take, a continuous beautiful shot, and he just improvised with people. And it's so funny you notice it because when that girl's like, "I'm leaving the party," he's like, "Why are you gonna leave? Dance?" She's like, "Okay." Like it's just guessing. I think in a very <laughs> awful way, and like Rick Moranis is charming, like in it, but like that, it's so funny, and it is all one shot. It, the camper just follows in the room, and then the dogs attack, and it's really funny. But that's incredible. The second part of this is that it the role actually got originally offered to Paul Rubens. Hmm. Fucking Pee Wee Herman was supposed to be. I like Rick Moranis better, also. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Could you imagine? All right, but um, please. The, what were the you one say? little thing I want to throw out: Rick Moranis is so good. He is so funny um, in this role, Perfect. and it's the reason in the second film they bump him to essentially main cast. Um, he plays a mm-hmm. much more integral part of the story and ghostbusting experience, um, including his uh, heroic moment <laughs> um, towards the end of the film. <laughs> And that's that is one thing um, that I think fault not enough. <laughs> Rick Moranis is so good; he's so funny, adds so much to every yeah. scene he's well, in. And that's why when we were saying like, "Oh, what's your favorite team member?" I wanted to say Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis, because he's yeah. for sure my favorite character in the movie. But he's not on the team in this movie. Not, not it yet breaks my heart because he is so so funny not till the second like one. he is the worst possible neighbor and simultaneously the best <laughs> possible neighbor i love yeah. him so much i do think another thing to take note on both of these i think be like be awful not to mention these both have like a really great follow like the grip that ghostbusters randomly had it did not have any business like it's still mentioned it's still getting moving like people dress up as ghostbusters all the time like it was a big movie and it still is for like a random horror comedy like that's awesome for it. And of course, Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. a classic, I mean, like people follow it. People read history books about yeah. it. Like Matthew, he did, he did read it. He whispered to me, um, Hey, off air that he, <laughs> hey, someone's going to come at thing. me on our Twitter and start um, quizzing me on the Silmarillion <laughs> and I'm going to get fucking roasted, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> you have Google. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> I think I am ready to vote. How about I, you I'm, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to vote. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, I'll go first. I, I never go first. I'll go first. I'll go second. Go ahead. I'm going to vote for Lord of the Rings here. Uh, yeah. I'm going, going Lord of the Rings. Um, and I am also voting for the Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. And that makes three because I'm voting for Lord of the Rings as well. It's just such a good movie, guys. It's so fantastic. It's so good. They're so um, good. But hey, Bustin makes me feel good. Let's not forget it. Spooky month's coming up. Yeah. And um, hmm. he does have a dream about having sex with the ghost in Ghostbusters. So try that out. He does. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hop into the second half this yeah let's get into it i can introduce um, my movie for this matchup yeah i pitched fast five the fifth installment in the fast and furious franchise directed by justin lynn and released in 2011 uh this movie follows uh immediately follows uh fast and furious the fourth movie which was a break from the the previous fast and furious movies um these were the first ones to really like dig in cement. This is what this franchise is going to be. And you see it uh, almost formulaically in all the following movies after fast five, but it follows uh, after Brian O'Connor and his boo Mia Toretto break her brother Dom out of prison. They find themselves on the run and wind up in Rio uh, hunted by DSS agent Luke Hobbs. They decide to bring together an all-star team to make one last million dollar score before disappearing in the wind forever. Um, the $10 million score. Sorry. This movie is, I think the culmination of what fast and furious movies are. It was a transitional movie between, uh, a focus on street racing to a focus on just absurd government, uh, heist, uh, action sequences. <laughs> so that bonkers. They go to space um, and the new one, they go to space. Another spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I just think this one is the first one where the family becomes a like team concept rather than just like, Oh, these are people who we care about and are like in a thing with us. Um, and the family is such a core part of what makes the fast and furious movies. Uh, it, it, it is the emotional core of these movies, um, as strong and weak as that concept sometimes is. <laughs> the family. Uh, I just think this one, I just think Me this one familiar. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Vin Diesel said. Cheers to me, familia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think this movie absolutely uh, slaps you in the face with its absurdity. Um, Dwayne Johnson as uh, Luke Hobbs is absolutely hysterical and perfect. He is shredded out of his mind in this movie. The scene where the guy comes up to him and is like, okay, Hobbs, do you want the good news or the bad news? And he goes, you know, I like to eat my dessert first. Like what yep. an incredible yeah. way to yeah. like this absolutely massive, like bulked up guy is like, I eat dessert first. Oh, incredible. Um, Matt, what did you think of this movie? Or uh, Jake, Jake, what did you think of this movie? Cause I feel like Matt is more of a wild card on this and I want to know what he thinks last. Um, so, so he, here's the thing. You got very lucky, Alex, um, because I decided to give this movie the benefit of the doubt because like, I'm really not too into the Fast and Furious. They're not my kind of movies of like cars and like, whatever people. And, and I knew that and I didn't want to go into it with negativity. So what I decided to do is I watched it with a friend who absolutely fucking loves it. <laughs> and if you know me... 
you if if you know me like I I love watching with people who are excited about things. One of the reasons why I love watching movies with Matthew is uh he is very reactive and like you know when he loves a movie, he loves a movie and like that makes me love it more. Yeah. So she was giving out fun facts, she was like doing whatever, and if anything, it was just us talking the whole time and like whatever through the movie. But it did save it a little bit for me because honestly, I don't think it's that great of a movie. However, <laughs> the fun facts that came out and the sure joy that gave like my friend, it it does give it a little bit of points. So and we'll talk about like starting this with no context because I've only seen like Tokyo Drift and like Fast Seven, and like Wait, okay, I was like, why if is this man one, in jail? The like, one Fast and Furious movie you've seen that happens be- that like came before this was Tokyo Drift, which canonically happens later in the series than this movie <laughs> is so funny to me. Yeah, and Katie was trying to catch me up with Time Legend. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I was having, I was like, pun intended, I was on a ride. I was on a Fast and Furious ride watching this movie um but i do think it's bad we'll get into it matthew what do you think (laughs) um so i have not seen many of the fast and furious movies um i've seen like a few of the early one like i saw i've seen the first one i'm not seen tokyo is which number is tokyo drift three tokyo drift is the third one i've seen the first two um (laughs) so i've not seen too many of these movies um i've seen the first two i haven't seen tokyo drift the fourth Hadn't seen the fifth or anything past that. Not even the seventh. I was really hoping you'd um, name all the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would take too long. Matt, do you know how many of them there are? Eleven. I don't. I don't know, dude. There's like the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Uh, oh God, there is Hobbs they, and Shaw. Uh, yeah, I guess Hobbs and Shaw is good too. Um, There's so many of these. <laughs> say good too after Jake explicitly is like, "This is a bad movie." Um, uh, so Matt, what did you what do you think? So. This movie, to a viewer who has such little concept, in the last thing I saw, <laughs> connecting the story, I'm like, wait, what the fuck is happening, man? Uh, like, the last thing I remember is from the first one where, does Vin Diesel, like, kill a guy with a wrench or something? He gets really mad. Yeah. And that's like, he and did. I'm like, he did that. how did we get here? There is like a hundred dudes with guns in the first 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Well, so um, like I'll, I'll explain a little bit because I don't if, if neither of you are really familiar. So the first movie is like an FBI cop drama, right? Mm-hmm. The second one is kind of the same thing. He has to go undercover again, but he takes in his friend Roman, who uh, is in Fast Five. So those two are very much like these cop kind of dramas. And then the third one happens. And the third one is like, okay, this is a racing movie. It's totally new characters. uh, And Vin Diesel shows up in the end. Um, Han, who's in Fast Five, uh, is from Tokyo Drift. And people liked it so – people liked his character so much that they brought him back for Fast Four and then again for Fast Five. And we're like, okay, this is in the past because – Han dies in Tokyo Drift. What? So they have to bring him back. Yes, yes. Han's dead. Han's yeah. fucking dead. So, and then he fucks Wonder Woman. Why was Gal Gadot in this movie? I did not know. She, she is. So then uh, also they also so never bad. say her character's name in this movie, which is absolutely hysterical. Really? Yes, they don't. Yeah. Fast four, Dom's girlfriend Letty dies. She's murdered. Yeah. And Paul Walker and uh, Vin Diesel work together to like get revenge on her murderer, like solve the crime, whatever it ends with 
Uh, he kills the guy. Dom uh, is arrested and goes to jail for like beating someone with a wrench and then killing this other guy. And Paul Walker is like, no, Dom's not in the wrong. He shouldn't like go to jail for 25 years. And they send him to jail anyway. And Paul Walker like gives up his thing as an FBI okay. agent. Okay. And so that's like the foundation for this. But like four was this like transitional period where they were like getting away from the FBI stuff. And this is where like, Fast and Furious as we know them begins. And I just so, think it's, wait, it's we, gorgeous. Wait, it's so good. Something that was not clear to me. Where does Fast Five occur? Because it's before Tokyo Drift. Is it also before four? It, so Tokyo Drift, it's, no, no. It's so uh, five one, is, two, four, five. five. Okay. And Tokyo good. Drift is just like in the future. Cool. We're good. We're good then. Luda. We're good then. Anyway, I'm going to introduce the movie on the other side of the bracket. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. The other movie I pitched, it's it's The A-Team, uh, 2010, directed by Joe Carnahan. You know, I love it when a plan comes together. It's Colonel Hannibal Smith leads a close-knit team of elite operatives as they get framed for a terrible crime. And the so-called A-Team goes rogue and tries to clear their names. Hell um, yeah. Guys, I, I really love this movie. <laughs> Jake's like, Fast Five is a shit movie, but A Team is no, great. No, exactly, exactly. And I, <laughs> and I recognize, I recognize my hypocrisy mm. here, and that's why I think it's such a funny matchup. Because I'm trying to think in my head, like, why do I love the A Team but don't like Fast Five? And it's probably just because there are so many of them, and I get like lost. Where this is like, I don't know. I have a fond memory, so like one-off contained I, story. <laughs> I will. I and I. I I unironically think a lot of like the the story stuff holds up. Not some of like the humor, of course, because that's just you know whatever. Uh, but I think there's a lot of awesome team dynamic. Like when I rewatched it, I was like, this team dynamic's fun and it's so cool. And the things they do as a team, as the A team, are really cool and really awesome for this bracket. I think it's an interesting pick. I don't know how you guys are gonna view this movie. I have a general idea, but like. Please, Matthew, folding his arms, looking at me sternly. Um, tell me how you feel about the 18. So I watched this and Fast Five essentially back to back, which was I'm sorry. a proper viewing experience, I believe. <laughs> the best which did you watch feature. first? I watched A-Team first and then Fast Five. Okay. I was surprised. This movie was pretty fun. Um, yeah. The, I don't agree with you saying the plot holds up because there is so much absolutely <laughs> dumb shit that happens in this plot. <laughs> That's why, <laughs> um, That's why I love um, it. it. I mean, it was, you know, it's a similar feelings of I, I was, I think, a little less lost because Fast Five presupposes, you know, a bunch of characters, um, which I kind of put together like, <laughs> oh, these are people from earlier movies. I know some of these faces. That's Ludacris, the rapper. That's yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> 18, you kind of get to watch the brief prequel sequence. And then, like, um, it jumps forward in time and it's like, they're established, they're the best in the biz, they get shit done. And then immediately it's like, but now they're wanted. (laughs) Yeah, right? It, like, like, the movie starts, like, eight times. I don't get it. (laughs) No, but I think that's great. We get two big character intros, like, and, like... It's awesome. Like the main characters are like, introduced funny. and then they're reintroduced so as dumb. like breaking them out and assembling the team. I love it. <laughs> anyway, but so I have no connection whatsoever to the TV a team. So I remember I saw this movie and I was like, oh, that was pretty fun. Uh, knowing none of the history of it. And then I watched it again recently, still knowing none of the history, but like understanding more that like, oh, it was a TV show. Uh, Mr. T was in it, like that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. um, watching it again, I have trouble because I can't tell 
what stuff in it is made for like, oh, these are fan. This is for fans of the TV show who like know that like, oh, I love it when a plan comes together was like the catchphrase in the TV show and like all that stuff. And like, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. I think it has some absolutely incredible action sequences. Like when the tank is falling from the sky and they're shooting it to fly the tank that that's such a good ass. I think that's so cool. Um, I think you're totally right. You get a lot of these good, like team moments where in like very high stress situations, you see all of them like doing different things that like are part of the action sequence. They're not just there to be there. Like I think characters in action sequences are handled very well, mm-hmm. in my opinion, in the 18th. They, they do what they do. Like, like, they're not very good at most things in the a team but the things they are good at they are very good at like the action scenes are really fun and i think the team chemistry is is definitely there yeah yeah some of the other it's stuff is just movie, it's a heist ridiculous. movie it's a teen-up movie it's a political thriller <laughs> yeah where all the cia spooks are named lynch a little bit of and everything. they're all misogynists for some reason Dude, yeah, what's Patrick, up like, it's so he had a hell of a time on that role. What the fuck was he doing? I don't know, man. The dialogue, I, the dialogue for him for me felt the same as the rocks of like you know I like my dessert first for his like it's just so funny. Let's hop into comparing these two. We'll start it off super quick. Favorite members of the teams uh, for a team Murdoch. That's my boy. I love the I love the Alan pilot Murdoch. For yeah. me for a team uh, Hannibal. I just think uh, Dude, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson does a great job. So For good. me, the devilishly handsome, <laughs> lovable rogue. It's gotta be face. Of course, your favorite is face. I actually didn't even want to ask you. I knew it was face. Um, also, as soon as he came out of that tan machine looking shirtless, jacked. looking hot as hell. Um, <laughs> as soon as he was sleeping with that wife, and then he's in the tires, and like she's like, "I yeah. love you," and he's like, "What's up?" He, uh, yeah, he, that's, 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 Bradley <laughs> Cooper is just very charismatic. So when the role is just be charismatic, surprise he does pretty good it's weird <laughs> uh fast furious favorite team members han i fucking love han <laughs> han rocks like han here's the rocks. thing i've only seen tokyo drift and <laughs> 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 seven, so. um, <laughs> fast and furious i don't i don't know you had trouble because you didn't see the other one so you don't remember the characters yeah you don't know so the characters. I, I think there's there's i think it's kind of two there they technically team up with them by the end um i think Luke Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson. It's Luke Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. I think some of it, some of it, he, I, I don't know. I think some of his acting is somewhat strange. Like he clearly it's has awful. not grown into. I think into- it's strange, but I think, I think it's good. I think it's actually good. I think he is surprisingly good in the movie. Like his character is defined. He makes interesting kind of weird choices about like who the man is and then knowing how Hobbs evolves as a character in the future movies, you can like see little I've, inklings I've gotta, of like, I've got to see oh, him. He like to, pretends to, to be sexist, yeah. like picking the cute girl. And then it's actually like, no, he has a good yeah. reason for picking her. Right. You know, like, and then I just, yeah, I think, I think Hobbs job. and then uh, O'Connor, Paul Walker's character. Um, I ju- just generally think Paul Walker is, is acting his little heart out out there. Mm-hmm. pretty good. It's it's good. A, it, yeah, I genuinely think he's like the heart of those films, like really, really great. Especially <laughs> no matter what Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel really says. It in. <laughs> no, Vin Diesel really phones it in. Can I, one, I can't take Vin Diesel seriously when he's yelling. I don't know why. It sounds awful. But can I tell you the best fun fact that I learned watching with my friend sure. about this movie and other Fast and Furious movies? There's a contract out there, and I don't know if you guys yes, know I it. Yes, I do know this fun uh, because, fact. Yeah. 
famously Vin Diesel and Dwayne don't like they do not like each other. They hate each other. And they have a contract where legally neither one can beat the other in a fight Mm -hmm. because they can't (laughs) let the other one win. So like from a storytelling perspective, it forces writers to make it more interesting fights, but also they're the some petty ass bitches where they both have to have their booga booga, I do a cool thing and then you do they That's so funny. Also, everyone who fights Vin Diesel and The Rock, like, uh, uh, like who isn't Vin Diesel and The Rock, they all look like they desperately want to give up. And I wonder if, like, I wonder if they actually were punching people. I wonder if Vin Diesel was going around slugging motherfuckers because they look like, oh, God, not Vin again, please. So, funnily enough, you talked about Stephen Colbert loving Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Vin Diesel is also famously a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and plays Dungeons and Dragons, which I just I think absolutely rocks. Um, apparently, the big fight scene between Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock was supposed to take two days, and it ended up taking four days to shoot that scene. It's an absurd I don't know why. scene. They like smash through because like eight they hate each other. Like. I genuinely think it's because yeah. they had to make sure it was even because when I was first watching the first half, I was like, oh, no, The Rock's clearly winning that. Like, it's it's easy. But then all of a sudden, Vin randomly, like, takes it. It's, like, they, so weird watching they, them they fight knowing the contract like, exists. They eight different um, fighting judges. They had to continually score a match to make sure they <laughs> constantly came out perfectly even. If there was even uh, one judge, like, it was one point in favor of one versus the other and not a uh, uh, no contest, um, they had to reshoot the entire sequence, start over. That's why it took four days. They had to keep doing it. Okay. But so here's here's my thing about Fast and Furious, because I get that from an outside perspective, it is a bad movie, right? I don't you think it's very little introduction to these characters. <laughs> it's not, like it's not bad like, in like, but, a, I okay. hate it. <laughs> but I think if you know the other Fast and Furious movies and you like get the beginning introductions of these characters from those movies, this Fast Five has, I think, the best like overarching character development for all of these characters. And it has the best moments calling back to the history. Like Vince, the guy who like betrays them in the beginning and then comes back to the team was the guy in the first movie that is telling Dom like, Hey, don't trust Paul Walker. He's, he's a cop. Yeah, I think he's, he's a, a cop. cop. Yeah. Like they alluded to that then, heavily. Like, in when, the, yeah. Right. But like, Dom when Dom is fighting uh, Luke Hobbs like when he slams the wrench down next to his head that's alluding back to when he killed Mm -hmm. the guy in the first movie and like if you don't know the like emotional weight of that moment you're it's gonna be like oh the fight's over you know you don't like feel what it means but Alex they don't even give Gal Gadot a name like and Ludacris and like the other dude randomly (laughs) like if it's a team like yes the main characters sure but so here, here's what I want to talk about because it relates to some of that. You know, I've seen the first two films. Um, I can remember the first one better than the second one. And I don't, you know, I, I think there, there's some sense where you're right. Like they build upon the characters. They reference that stuff. That isn't my, the issue I take with Fast and Furious. My issue with it is so much of the movie is dedicated to like these planning sequences and like the, here's what we're going to do. We have to pull the team together for this. And then basically none of that is used. There's zero payoff because they just end up driving cars and swinging a vault around. Like, well, that's why I'm glad you brought it up 
Well, can finish your thoughts. So I, I just yeah. feel like yeah. I was left with so many of those characters essentially having been useless. Like they spend so much time being like, oh, we need cars that can go fast enough to not be seen by the cameras. Wait, that won't work. What if we just steal police cars? And it's like, OK, and now we need to, you know, seduce this guy to get some kind of information from him. And it's like all of that amounted to essentially nothing because they just grab bag, punch their way in and literally steal the vault so that's why i like the a team a lot because their whole planning things like their plans come together they do the stuff and <laughs> then that's their like, whole thing like, i love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> well here's the thing like with bradley cooper's the expectation like you know he's like oh i don't do plans or whatever i, I don't and know how you do it and like beat down himself and then he's finally able to do it you know in a really i love the the freight car sequence like also it's awesome the rocket launcher to it it's awesome like i really do think their plans feel like really cool and even when they need to improvise they feel like they're like awesome and for like the tank scene like it's like i don't know there's this by comparison so here's why i want to well we can address both but i want to get my thoughts out on both of these as the as the middleman a team on the other hand i feel like so much of everything is filled with absolute coincidences like there's so many instances um where they should be dead to rights and it just so happens some guy decides oh instead of shooting you now i'm gonna shoot you in like six minutes and like leave this thing that you perfectly need to escape because your brain is so big and you just know it will all fit up you know no his thing is chaos like like Hannibal's just the Joker like straight up but it's I don't know for me it's like more exciting and fun to see it because like it feels like a like oh I bought this whatever but like you were saying with Fast Five it just felt like I needed so much more and like there were so many other characters like the, the whole team's big it's big and they like they don't feel like yeah the payoff but wasn't exactly I think there they all they all have their moments and like I think you're saying that like, oh, they like spent all this time planning and then didn't do the plan, but they did do the plan. The, that was their plan and how to steal the vault. And they didn't say that. And it looked like it was just chaotic because it needed to. So that way Luke Hobbs believed them. So that way they could do the vault switcheroo, right? Because that was their plan. Otherwise, they couldn't have switched the vault. So then why? So see, but that's the thing is that as an audience member, sure, that's all that chaos but they're they're the entirety of the film they're spending all this time like getting different cars racing on the track pulling together information of like where these safe houses are and it literally all of that is useless because they use a completely different plan in the end they weren't planning to grab bag and steal the vault like that they were planning to like actually get in and then like you know jettison away rather than bust some walls down and pull it out and then switch it with this big Situ- like that's what really left me being like, OK, well, you know, like Ocean's Eleven is something I, I you know, compare it to a little bit because they have a right. similar spoilers for Ocean's Eleven. They have a similar vault Hell switcheroo yeah. kind of Spoil moment, that movie. Um, but they still they have this whole planning sequence and they play out, OK, all of these pieces and there's still things that go wrong and they react. But Fast Five, they have this huge planning sequence and none of it's used is the thing that really bothered me. I think. For me, it's because the the heist was never going to be the action sequence, <laughs> yeah, right? It, it's a Fast and Furious movie. It has to be the cars. But it, uh, it has to be, be a chase. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and so no, I but think you're, like you're kind of right there. Yeah, it uses the planning to like build the tension and build up the excitement leading to sure. it, so that way it's not just okay. We're just going to run in there and grab it, and, you know? and then it's and you know you you need the huge armored car, <laughs> like, right? It like it gives you what you want from a Fast and Furious action sequence. Mm-hmm. I think eighteen does a better job with the the setting up the plan and getting the payoff there. But there's so many other moments that like they survive purely by coincidence or stupidity of others that don't but feel satisfying cool. for me, at least, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at least personally. Right. Of course. So I don't know. I mean, I had fun with both of these movies. It's kind of my bottom line. Uh, I love <laughs> how the fun. villains. Both fun. I love how the, the the villains in like the A team are so just genuinely impressed by the thing. Like, do you remember when they're flying in the airspace? They're like, "Did you see how that guy turned that helicopter?" <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, that was awesome!" Like, they're just and like Patrick Wilson's like, "Well, that was actually pretty cool how you did that." Like, they're just like complimenting each other the whole time. Yeah, A team is like a very fun, unique, specific movie for me, and that's like more interesting than like I just was never a fast and furious person with the whole like like Alex said like at the end they wanted to give you what is fast and furious I mean those movies make at some point they were making more than Harry Potter was like that's how much the fast and they furious made a lot of money and they still do and they're 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 a behemoth so like credit where credit's due I guess but it's just not my thing and I think a team's like a lot more unique in that way but I don't know so I I don't know I I think I am just it's a, a battle of two things of like, I truly think there are just so many dumb coincidences in the A-team. Like, literally their whole plan gets fucked if Patrick Wilson at the very end decides not to use, like, their gun and just shoots him with his own or any other gun. I, I feel like you have to put so much faith in what the characters are telling you the whole time in this movie of like, they're just such big brain geniuses that they know their plan's going <laughs> to succeed. Well, say what shit, like, the janitors in Fast Five are, like, when they pretend to be janitors, and they're just knocking down a wall. There's no way people don't hear them sure. with a sledgehammer. Like, you know what I, like, shit, like, like it's the same. I feel like they both have those well, but, issues. But they had the cover of their, like, repairing the bathroom. So, like, if people hear banging and smashing, like... They're banging I don't and know for, for a shit problem. I don't know, my guy. Did you see how much shit came out of those toilets? Though? <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, also, the funniest thing is when they threw not one, but two grenades down at his partner. That was a hilarious <laughs> scene in Fast Five. I'm sorry. but <laughs> So I think I think we should vote. I know where my vote is going. And I, know I think Jake's I know where vote. Jake's vote is going. It's just on. It's just on you, Matt. So I will start. I am voting for Fast Five. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta vote for the A team. I think there are more just technical issues and a lot more issues in Fast Five. But it's up to Matthew here. Yes, it's tricky. Genuinely, it is. It is. It's a tough one. I think this statement will apply to both of them, despite its issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna vote for Fast Five. Oh, that's so rough. Wow, I'm surprised. I, I, th- I think. If we we go back to kind of the the conversation we had had in Lord of the Rings Ghostbusters of there's this difference between like what the Ghostbusters had where they they are this entity and you you know they don't really develop as characters or change as people. I don't think there's much development from people in the A team necessarily. Sure, the movie starts like six times, and I guess you can say. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Bradley Cooper has an arc. I think they're. I, I yeah. think the. I, I think the closest yeah. you get are Bradley Cooper and um, 
uh, BA Bosco. Yeah, yeah. But he, the thing is, is he his is weird. His yeah, is yeah, weird because it, it he he's at the <laughs> same place as his completed that. arc at the beginning of the film. Goes yeah. to a new place, then just comes back to where he was at the beginning. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah, yeah. Fast Five, I think Alex kind of sold me on the fact that there is so much that builds upon relationships of previous pieces. And There's I, so many I, other team members that don't do shit. Sure. It's a team well, okay. movie. So they for me, <laughs> I think going into the semifinals, I want to require viewing of the first four. Because it really changes <laughs> no, the dude. way you see. Fuck you, dude. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I might rewatch. It totally changes the way you see those And characters. maybe I'll watch four. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tee you up a little bit. I'll tee you up a little bit. I, so, yes, I think there's a bunch of team members that don't do shit. I think Gal Gadot is probably literally fucking worthless to this movie. She adds very little. Um, I think that they're like Ludacris's character, I think, basically does fucking nothing other than hang out with that <laughs> other guy. <laughs> but I think your your team is team movie. Yeah, you're yes, right, you're but right. I think five, some of five, your your whatever. core pieces of your team. I think Vin Diesel. I think Paul Walker. I think Luke uh, Luke Hobbs um, and uh, Mia. I think that they... she doesn't do anything in the movie. She sits around being pregnant. They okay. shelf her. That's fair. She doesn't do anything. I promise you. Uh, whatever you already voted, it doesn't voted. matter. But I really do think that this was a bad vote. Okay, <laughs> but that's fine. Ouch! You hurt my feelings on many votes, Jake. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right, and I I acknowledge. And hey, it's <laughs> gone up against Lord of the Rings, so who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have much hope, but uh, please watch all four. It's the same amount of time as it would take to watch the that's hilarious <laughs> any of the other extended edition Lord of the Rings. <laughs> My friend will be very happy, and honestly, that makes me happy. So I rescind everything I said, yeah. and I'm going in with a fresh face for next. I may vote for. I mean, I don't. Five. I don't think it has much hope, but hey, we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> so going into our first semifinals matchup, we've got Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring versus Fast Five. Next week, we've got two more matchups coming at you. We've got Galaxy Quest versus Seven Samurai and the 2017 Power Rangers versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Lots of space movies in this in this second half. Yeah, Seven Samurai is the yeah, craziest Fast and space Furious movie. Eventually, is a space movie. So <laughs> it gets there. It gets there. Uh, I'm so glad to be back. I missed y'all. It's so fun. Uh, we times. missed you, Jake, and so did the audience. <sighs> I think. Yeah, everyone was DMing me like, "When's Jake coming back?" I love Jake. When's Jake coming back? Why wouldn't they DM me? I got no DMs. That's I, I we got them to the Twitter or to the Instagram account and I immediately deleted all of them because I didn't want to look at them. They made me so <laughs> oh. sad. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tough Cut Pod for resources with uh Hurricane Ida relief. Please consider yeah. donating if you have the funds. And if you were affected, uh know that we are here for you. Uh, and we hope that you are doing well as well. Yeah, mental health support too. If you just need someone to talk to about like things or whatever, yeah, like we're we're all people. Yeah. We've all gone through things, and just someone to listen. So we love you guys. Love you too. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Have fun. Um, watch movies. Matthew, make what's yourself that one feel thing better. you wanted to say? What was that one thing you really wanted? Remember, you were like, "Oh, I really know how I'm going to end this." What? Like, oh, I can't wait to. End oh yeah. It. What, what was you your, say? Yeah. What was your idea for the ending? Or um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my idea for the ending um uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> you should just end it <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Go follow us on Letterboxd. <laughs> 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 <laughs>